Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to the first chapter of Acts, looking once again at verses 9 through 11. Our focus for today's study will be on the return of Christ to this earth. As we have seen in our previous studies taken from these verses, it is the glorified Jesus who went up into heaven. Now we will see that this same Jesus, the glorified Jesus, will return in the same way that he went and to the same place. The prophet Zechariah tells us in chapter 14, verse 4 of his book, On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two, from east to west, forming a great valley, with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. It was from the Mount of Olives that Christ departed from this earth, and he will return to this same place. Now, here once again are these verses, and Luke writes as follows. Upon saying this, and while they were looking on, he was taken up, and a cloud carried him up from their view. And as they kept gazing intently toward heaven, at his departing, look, two men in white clothing were standing by them, who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come again in the same manner in which you have seen him entering heaven.
The angels addressed the apostles as the men of Galilee. All the twelve were from Galilee except Judas, and he, of course, was no longer present. The angels also said that the return of Christ will be in the same way as he departed. He will return in the same resurrection body and in clouds and great glory. Christ in Matthew 24 verse 30 speaks of his return. At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and with great glory. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Somewhere on the Mount of Olives near Jerusalem, the disciples were alone gazing up. Jesus had disappeared. He had vanished. The cloud enveloped him and he had ascended. He had finally left the disciples' dimension not to return in their lifetime. Luke writes in his book called The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, they were intently looking into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The door to another dimension, the dimension of the spirit, the dimension of eternity called heaven had opened and let Jesus in. At the same time, two angelic messengers appeared to the disciples. The disciples got a message from heaven. The message was, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. God wanted the disciples to know that the Jesus they had known was now in another existence, another dimension. That's why the repeated into heaven. I said in an earlier program that there were two amazing points in these verses from Acts 1. The first point is the Lord's disappearance, his ascension, his departure from this space-time frame and all the questions it raises. I've spoken about that. Now comes the second point, his reappearance, his return to our planet. Several interesting points here. It will be a fact. Perhaps that ought to be stressed first. These messengers were from God. Notice there were two messengers or angels. They were a witness, not to the ascension. The disciples saw that but to the future return of Jesus Christ. For credible witness-bearing, there had to be two. That was the law. Here were two witnesses from a non-time dimension, so they could accurately talk about what to the disciples was still future, but not to them. Here is what they said. This same Jesus will come back. The disciples had no reason not to believe that. Here were two witnesses from God himself. I have no reason not to believe that. Even though it didn't happen in the lifetime of the disciples and even though it hasn't happened yet. One day the same Jesus will return in the same way that he left. The emphasis is on the word same. 
the one whom they had known in the way they had known him would return. This allows for no other return. This cannot refer to the Holy Spirit, nor can this refer to the church. The church is said to be his body, but it in no way fulfills the promise that the Lord would return. He himself will return as he left, perhaps in a cloud, the Shekinah cloud, which enveloped him when he disappeared from their sight. The Shekinah cloud was a symbol of God himself. It allowed no room for speculation on the part of the disciples. God was in this. He enveloped Christ at his disappearance and will do so again at his reappearance. So our earth was the scene of God coming in the person of Jesus at his birth. His birth called for his death, his death called for the resurrection, his resurrection for his ascension, and his ascension for his return. One writer said, Can there be any doubt that the earth is the divinely intended center of the universe? I want to make one more point before I close today. Jesus called upon his disciples and upon all his followers in the generations to come to be his witnesses. The church must witness. It must be missionary. If eternity for a person depends on that person's relationship to Jesus, then it would be criminal to keep such good news from anyone. We must witness. Now the missionary activity of the church of the Christians is based not only on Christ's command, his mandate. It rests also on his living presence in heaven, but it rests also on his sure personal return. It is sometimes said that the expectation of Christ's return paralyzes missionary activity and social involvement. It is said that anticipating the Lord's return takes Christians' mind off of the missionary task. It makes the Christian so future or heavenly-minded that he is no earthly good. But just the opposite is true. Rightly understood, the anticipation of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ is an incentive to witness, not a deterrent. Jesus will come again, and that will consummate what he began and what his followers carried on. It is the return of our Lord that will consummate the witness of the church. To be future-minded is essential, not a deterrent, to a proper view of our witnessing task. The imminent return of our Lord makes witnessing all the more urgent. It tells us that time is limited. The belief in the return of Christ tells us that history is moving towards an end when all possibility of witnessing and working for Christ will have to cease. Every eye shall see, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the glory of God that Jesus is Lord, He is Lord. Every eye shall see.
is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.